Hey everyone, and welcome back to Oh That Girl Reads. I am your host, Bria, and today is going to be a lighter day, okay? I feel like we've had so many heavy episodes. I feel like I've been crying and moaning and being sad and all of them. I've felt like I've been too serious, okay, with my episodes. So we're just going to get back. We're just going to get back into the groove. We're going to do some fun things today. First off, um, I just finished... What did I just finish? It was called Radiant Sin by Katie Robert. You guys know I love Katie Robert. Katie Robert is my everything. If I want to just read a good smutty romance book, Katie Robert's my girl. And I what I really appreciate right now is the fact that Radiant Sin was one of those like pining like we both like each other but no one's gonna say it like who's gonna say it first vibes so I've been really enjoying that and I honestly think I might pick it up to reread because I just loved it that much and it was super good I also recently read Dating Dr. Dill Dating Dr. Dill it was okay like it was it was definitely a romance it was good vibes I didn't personally vibe with um what was this name Prim, he wasn't, he wasn't my boo, okay? You know, usually when I read a romance and I'm like into a romance, I feel equally as booed up with the male lead as I do, or as the female lead does, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of inspired me for today's video. I've always kind of wanted to do like a rating male love interest type of video, um, but I figured for the podcast episode, we would play a game of smash or pass instead and maybe save for a book boyfriend rating video another day on the YouTube channel, Bria L, if you haven't been following me over there. But if you're not watching the video, you are missing the cleavage show that's happening right now, thanks to Brooks Top. Um, but you're also missing the cute little couple jar. All right, so what I did is I gathered a bunch of different couples across a bunch of different romance novels. Depending on genre, we'll see we'll see how it goes cuz some of these couples are questionable, but I'm going to pull them randomly from this jar and I'm going to tell you if I would smash them or pass them. And I can't tell if smash in this context means that I would have a threesome with them or if it just means that I like them um so I'll clarify <laughs> I'll clarify I'll make sure to clarify for you guys all right we're shaking up the jar shaking it up shaking it up shaking it up closing my eyes our first one Eve and Jacob from act your age Eve Brown um smash smash um not in a threesome type way because you know i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave their bedroom activities to each other but i love them as a couple i felt like they were kind of a good grumpy sunshine where um the sunshine wasn't too sunshine and the grumpy wasn't too grumpy and it felt like a pretty good balance of each other i felt like they were able to have their sad moments i felt like they were able to kind of develop with each other they showed up for each other in different ways so definitely smashing them okay like they're the cutest i feel like they're so cute if you haven't read actor ag brown that's my favorite of the brown sister trilogies you can't tell me otherwise all right this next one 
Let's see. Aelin and Rowan from Storms of Shadows or from the Throne of Gla Throne of Glass series. Um, I fucking hated these two. These two scare me. <laughs> They're they, okay. So I don't know. Slight spoilers, but like. I'm pretty sure Rowan punches Aelin in the chest at some point during like a training montage type thing, but it also kind of gave the vibe that he felt really good about punching her in the chest, which when I think about that scene, maybe she deserved it. I don't know. Not that she like deserved it, but like maybe she was acting like an asshole or something like that. But like, I can't imagine getting punched in the chest by some grown big man and then having a romantic relationship with him. Though I will say that their reunion scene and the scene where they were ununited, like unreunion, where they were separated. <laughs> Why the fuck can't I talk? But that scene where they like, where like she gets captured, um, and everything leading up to it, I will say, mwah, beautiful. That like that was that was some intensity that gave me heart palpitations. But as a couple, I'm a pass on them. I'm a pass on them, um, especially if we're talking about being a third in their dynamic. Um, they're kind of crazy. I don't want to be punched in the chest. I don't want that for myself. And honestly, if he punches me, I'm about to punch him back. This next one, what the heck is happening? Cal. No, I already fucking hate these two. Cal and Alana from Final Offer by Lauren Asher. I was so excited about Final Offer and Cal pissed me off the whole entire time. And then Alana pissed me off the whole entire time because that asshole kept on making mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's the same mistake and it's the same boundary that he's crossing by drinking in front of children, by drinking in front of Alana's daughter. He does it over and over and over again, constantly is letting these people down. And she's just forgiving him after each time. I wouldn't, okay, so the first time he was drunk around the kid, that would have been it for me. But if I was like, okay, I'm in a forgiving, benevolent, ben why I keep on trying to say words? If I was in a forgiving mood, I would have been like, okay, like I'll give you a second chance. But the moment that motherfucker sh was drinking at the kid's birthday party, nah, bruh, pass, pass. I hated them. I hated them. They ruined the series for me. I have to pretend that their book didn't exist. Oh, my bees. Cassandra and Apollo from Radiant Sin. Smash. Smash with a, all capital letters. I want to be... I don't even want to be in it. I want to be an observer in the room. <laughs> I don't want to mess up their flow. I just want to watch. <laughs> Anyways. I was like determined to put myself in a bad mood when I made this. I, ooh, I was a determined to... I was determined to put myself in a bad mood when I made this. Lysandra and Aiden from the Throne of Glass series hate hate him i hate adian i think his name is adian not aiden either way i hate him i hate him so much i have never oh i have never hated a man so much in my life Ooh, <laughs> 
I hated him. When I tell you I hated this man, I hated him. I felt Lysandra's my baby. You know, she deserves the world. She's been through a lot. I think her dynamic with Aelin's really interesting because it's kind of like they went from this, like, enemies, but, like, victims um, to alliances to BFFs. And I liked watching that progression of them. Um, I tried reading the... Like the prequel book to the series, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. My baby Lysandra has been through way too much. And so for her to go through all of that to get stuck with Adian and his idiotic ass, what? He was like pining for his cousin. So, ew. Um, and yeah, so like I just, I. Yeah, that MF is not for me. So pass. Pass. Lysandra deserved another person. And maybe it was me. Lysandra deserved me. I would have treated her right, okay? I would have treated her so good. So she stuck with that Neanderthal. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't know why I put this one. <laughs> Sam and Emily from Twilight. We're gonna go past. Um, I fucking hate them. I hate them as individuals. I don't like what they did to Leah. I don't... I don't like what they did to Leah. I know it's not their choice. I know it's like imprinting. It's the most powerful thing of all. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. I I also, <laughs> I don't know this, if this has happened to any of you guys. And if you were avid, like, fan fiction, fan fiction. If you were avid fan fiction readers um, when you were younger and like a lot of the popular series were out, I was. I was a twihard to the bone. And so I would read fan fiction after fan fiction. It made me miserable that Leah didn't have a happily ever after. And so I would read like fan fictions where Leah would get her happily ever after. And oftentimes like they would create this like storyline where Sam and Emily were caught like making out with each other on the couch or like having sex you know like like a typical like oh my god I walked in and saw them type thing and I read so many of those to the point where I actually don't remember if that happened or not I don't remember if like she walked in on them or not so <laughs> if you know let me know because I actually don't remember how if they were caught kissing or if Sam just broke up off the engagement, I really don't remember. So I can't imagine like Stephanie Meyer writing something that trifling, but who knows? Who knows? All right, this next one, Yasmin and Josiah from Before I Let Go. I am going to... I'm like half between a smash and half between a pass because like part of me felt like in this book, it felt like the side characters in the book were trying to shove down the fact that they belong together down my throat, even though I already knew that they belonged together and I was happy to see them be together. It just felt like the side characters were really pushing it to the point where like I can't imagine that it was really comfortable for either of these characters to deal with. And it didn't seem like it, but at the same time, they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. It, I don't know. Honestly, no. Wait, smash. Because you know what I really loved about this is the fact that, like, okay, so 
they have a daughter. They have two. They have two kids together, um, and the daughter, uh, Deja, she's kind of a brat, understandably so. Like she's been through. It's like it was kind of traumatic, like how her parents' marriage ended, you know. And so I get why she's acting the way she acted. And there was always this like dynamic that like the dad and Deja would be on each other's side, and like Deja would villainize the mom, but the but Josiah didn't really believe that Deja was villainizing Jasmine like that. And so, like, when he started to clue in and he stood up for his ex-wife, the mother of his children, I was like, that's a real dude right there. So, smash. Thank you, Josiah, for being the man that we all need. All right. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's see what else we have. Up in the TBR jar. Not the TBR jar. Olive and Adam, the love hypothesis. Oh, I got opinions about this, okay? I got op opinions about Olive and Adam. More so because, like, there was... Okay. <laughs> there was some moments that had me weirded out, like... <laughs> Like, I'd be really into them, and I'd be really into, like, their chemistry. I'd be into their romance. And then they do this thing where they're, like, really emphasizing their size difference. And, like, there was this one scene where Adam was, like, so focused on her frail, her, like, frailness and her petiteness. And it, like... It was an interesting psychological phenomenon that happened because I thought it was supposed to, it was just supposed to be kind of like kinky, you know, but it almost made it seem monstrous, like almost like it was like a, um, a monster human ex, like sex scene where like it, I, I know like people like to play up the whole like, oh, is it gonna fit thing and like. And, like, sure, like, that can be hot. I mean, I've been on fan fiction for years, so that kind of doesn't do it for me unless there's a real question about whether or not it's going to fit. Like, unless. <laughs> but, like, when it comes to humans, like, you just assume that it can. And, like, you just use lube and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And so, and before this, like, they've had sex before, I think. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah, they were just doing, like, finger stuff. Okay, anyway. But it was, like, the scene... I think it was when they first had sex together, now that I'm thinking about it. But that scene was a little was a little questionable to me. So, because of how questionable this couple can get, because it was very, like, she's a smart woman, and he's a smart man, but he's still able to, like, infantilize her in a way that's very borderline... Like, think about it this way. If y'all seen, like, I hate that I know the name of this, but if y'all seen those, like, tiny 4K videos on Pornhub, um, that is exactly how I would describe that scene. Like, that was the energy that was giving. So, for that reason, I shall pass. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable with that one. That was not a good vibe. All right, next in the jar. Ring, 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 ring. Zenny and Sean from Sinner by Sierra Simone. Now, okay, so I'm glad this kind of came after the love hypothesis because, like, I feel like the love hypothesis was kind of trying to 
play around with age play like how they do in Sinner. But whoo, the way it shows up in Sinner is so good. It made me reconsider some things <laughs> about age play. Not that I would engage. I don't well, I, I would never say never, but it did make me consider some things. I feel like this couple is a definite smash. I like their ending. I I don't know. I just really like the development of both of these characters. And it's funny because I read these books when like all the books by Sierra Simone. I read them when I was first learning about my mom's cancer diagnosis and spoiler alert in the book, like I mean I mean, actually, I think this is in synopsis, but all of like the brothers, they deal with um, the cancer diagnosis of their mother. And so it was kind of hard but it to read, but it was also a really comfortable and relatable place to me because you also got these like mental musings about like um, cancer and illness and religion and like this idea of like why do bad things happen to good people and I like the way that Zenny and Sean explored those ideas together um and the way they kind of opened each other's eyes and how even though Sean was like no longer a believer he kind of became like a secular man a man of the world like Zenny still held fast to her faith and shared her faith with him um in a way that was really genuine and not stifling like, I, I'm so surprised by how beautifully, like, Sierra Simone handled this book. And so it was both sexy and insightful and also a really religious experience between, like, Zenny and Sean and, like, in the story as a whole. So definitely, definitely a smash. I had smashed the fuck out of both of them. Let me tell you. Anyway. <laughs> This has so far been like one of my favorite episodes I've ever filmed. It's just like so fun. <sighs> Adriel and Julian from Cemetery Boys by Adrian Thomas. You guys know how I love those little munchkins so much. Their love is so pure. I love the development from friends to lovers. And it's just so soft and it's so sweet and such an impactful story. A definite smash. But, um... These are young boys, so we're not um, actually smashing. <laughs> we're not doing actual smashing, okay? Because that is disgusting. All right. But I will officiate their wedding. I will tell you that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And there's going to be a Cemetery Boys 2, and I'm so excited about it. I hope I'm, I hope I'm on the arc list. Please let me be big enough by then that I can be on the arc list. <laughs> I, oh... Rowan and Zara from The Fine Print. They were okay. I think Zara laughed at Rowan too much. I think she laughed too much in general. So they were okay, but, you know, they're not my favorite, so pass. <laughs> I, I didn't like them too much. They weren't. I did like their story, though. I like their story, but I just didn't like them as people. Declan and Iris from... What was this one called? Fine print. Terms and conditions. That's where they're from. Um, pass. I, I don't know. I felt like that. I felt like Declan is irredeemable. Um, y'all remember that trend on TikTok where it's talking about like the deadbeat book dads <laughs> and they were saying that Declan would be one. I agree. <laughs> 
I agree wholeheartedly. But at the same time, like you actually in epilogues, you do see him be a really good husband and, and a good father. So I just don't like him. I don't. I don't like how he did my girl Iris, and all he did was throw money at her to make it better. And they weren't even that great of gifts. Like, do better. <laughs> okay. Nessa and Cassian from Akasif. Um, I have complicated feelings about it. Um, I don't like how their relationship developed, but I love them individually. But as a couple, I'm not convinced. So pass. Bella and Edward from Twilight. Um, honestly, what do I think? Bella and Edward, smash or pass? I feel like they would be that annoying couple who would stand in the hallways and, like, do tearful goodbyes even though they're going to see each other at lunch and it's literally the period before lunch. I really can't believe couples used to do that. Like, where are you now? If you used to, like, sob by your like a classroom that you're about to walk into about how much you're gonna miss each other like where are you now like did you guys get married what happened to your relationship because i need to know because that shit was wild like why were y'all standing there crying like that it was okay anyway um i'm a pass on them they did raise me though they're my parents i guess my book parents Nora and Charlie from Book Lovers. Grumpy X Grumpy. Hell yeah. Smash. <laughs> I love them. I felt I felt like they were such a great couple. Honestly, I just got Happy Place by Emily Henry. Um, she's also the author of Book Lovers. And they are the reason why I am an Emily Henry supporter. I will definitely be reading all of her stuff she's become an auto buy author for me just because of book lovers so that just tells you how good that shit was and i think they finally decided that book lovers was actually um fiction rather than just not just but rather than romance if i understood correctly from what my Barnes and Nobles was doing. I don't know if that's like a whole thing, but I always kind of believe that like Emily Henry's book leaned a little bit more to literary fiction versus romance. It's like literary fiction with heavy romance in it. I don't know. That's all up for debate. But you guys, thank you for playing with me. This was so much fun. I loved having just like a little light podcast day. Um, tell me what you think about this Smash or Pass episodes. Who would you smash and who would you pass? Again, thank you so much for being here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you guys are listening on Spotify or on Anchor, um, please leave me a rate and review. I would love to hear from you. If you guys want to keep up with me, you can follow me over on YouTube, Bria L, for any bookish vlogs, wrap-up videos, things like that. Um, if you want to keep up with Oh That Girl Reads, you can follow the Oh That Girl Reads Instagram. We also have a TikTok that I feel forced to mention, but I actually don't post on there, so don't even bother. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll catch you guys later. Bye. So long, everyone, and thank you again for joining me today. I would love to see more of you, so feel free to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TheGarden75th. 
And if you'd like to see even more book content, you can find my YouTube channel, Bria L, linked in the show notes. Remember, read what you love and DNF the rest. Bye.